This is Flights, the weekly podcast where we review random topics ranging from food and wine to politics and culture. We take these topics and break them down into four sections, which are rated individually. My name is Billy Langley, and my friends and I welcome you to the show. One time we had a guy as his acting warm up. He just said, so we have about five minutes of footage. There's this one guy, and we have to fight the urge to make it its own. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you at one point in the uh, in the noisy thing have that in there, like spliced into the? Yeah, I did. Into did the that. crack thing. <laughs> <where it's laughs> and this was just warm. This was just warm up. Yeah, just a vocal exercise. Yeah. Get his lips going. I don't know. I can't think of any other reason a person might do that. You can't just, you can't just turn off with cold lips, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sprain a lip. <laughs> <laughs> also, over that, we're going to go ahead and start this episode of Flights. Got that sweet lip breath, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what <laughs> I'll edit that out. Yeah, no, no, there's no editing. I'd have to learn how to edit. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Flights, everybody. I'm joined by Atlanta filmmakers Redding Hill, and we're going to pretend like we didn't just record something. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourselves as if you didn't just record something. I'm going to start this time, and I'm the head writer. I'm Travis Broyles. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm Josh Blail. I'm not the head writer. Yes. Got him. Gavin Bernard, assistant head writer. Yes, correct. Uh, Anthony Tadero, overlord of writing. <laughs> not just for this show, but in general. Just all writing. If you have any questions. Hey, Oh, and I'm in the show sometimes. I didn't even say that last time. <laughs> Dude, we didn't. There was no last time. This is the first time. Hypothetically, <laughs> if we had. There was before. no before now. <laughs> He's the overlord of writing. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, today we're going to be reviewing some things that I think are evidence of a cultural decline in America uh, from an art, artistic uh, standpoint. We're fucking Air America here. Yeah. I'm ready. If anybody knows or me. Or Lundbach, depending on how this goes. <laughs> it's going to be very <laughs> We didn't start this off with rock music, though. It's going to be Well, uh, if anybody knows me or, or um, follows me on Twitter or Facebook, I'm, I'm, after a few drinks, I get pretty opinionated about stuff. I try to keep it to a minimum, surprisingly. The drinks or the opinions? Oh, the opinions. Oh, okay. <laughs> drinks are heavy. Heavy, heavy, heavy drinks. <laughs> Drink through the opinions. <laughs> but uh, basically, just a, these are just pet peeves of mine. And more or less, this is going to be an episode of me just shaking my old man's fist at society. Yeah. And hopefully, you guys are going to help pull me back in. I use Snapchat. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm ready. Yeah. Or, I'm ready or for oblivion. Just going to grab your elbow and help that fist shake harder. I've seen Travis's Snapchat. It's true. Guys, check out my Snapchat. <laughs> Travis on the pace. I guess what what I observe is that there's sort of a in, in pop culture anyway. There, there's a uh, there's a, a loss of appreciation for anything that isn't sexy or immediately gratifying. There's no real yeah. like what else is there besides sexy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget. <laughs> Can we get this thing moving? Yeah, I feel like everyone on TV didn't used to be smoking hot, is, or or have they always been? <laughs> Newscasters definitely. Dude, yeah. check out British TV. There's still some fucking real people on TV. No, I'm yeah. talking about... <laughs> Not here. Yeah. I'm talking about countries that matter. 
Oh, okay. Hey, should oh. I just should I just leave now? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Gavin is from Wart Wartchen Wartchenshire. Yeah, it just uh, everything is slick and witty and fast and sort of you know things just come in bursts and then leave. Like if you look at like the movie, you know, in the movie theater industry, like a movie goes to the theater, even a hit runs for four weeks. Yeah. yeah, a month later there's a Blu-ray, and I seem to recall a time where maybe we'd stay in the theater for, I don't know, I mean longer than that if it was still running, and then it would be like a year later you get a video well, release. Now it's just like pump it out, yeah. get the next thing. Now that everything's, I mean, pretty much everything's digital, so there's less of a, there's less of a separation between what it looks like in the movie theater yeah. and what it looks like at home. And also, people don't go to the movie theater. Yeah. Well, we can talk about how that's a good, that's a great thing, right? Movie theaters. Travis is young. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty abysmal time, mostly. I lost yeah, the magic of going to a movie and, and thinking popcorn was good tasting around eight. And now Netflix is great. And it's all good, right? We're fine. I watch Inside Out in the theater. And I just watched it again at my home. Home way better. I'm crying less. Smoking a lot more pot. <laughs> You're going to the wrong thing. Oh, okay. yeah, for the crying method. Uh, there's also, you know, sort of like the sort of irony and cynicism that's just sort of over everything, like from advertising to movies and music. Like nobody really can appreciate anything with a straight face anymore. Because oh, that's how I am for sure. I don't yeah. consume anything. Yeah, which, which podcast is going to come first? Because the last one we recorded was mostly us doing exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not innocent of this stuff. So, but, yeah, uh, anything that I say that I like, as far as shows and stuff, I look around first. And I'll be like, well, yeah. I mean, I like it because it's because it's stupid. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't have a lot of confidence. Like, yeah, like you have to justify it. I was sitting somewhere with somebody, and someone mentioned the Jim Gaffigan show, which I think is on like TV, TV or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it doesn't matter anymore, like what network you're on, because there's 600 channels. Yeah, no one's watching it on that channel either. They're watching it on whatever. In a streaming device, it's right. a decent enough show. It is what it is. Uh, Michael Lee Black's good in it. It's, it's, it's a I haven't show. I've seen it, but I'm sure it's. I mean, I think Jim Gaffigan's fucking awesome. I yeah. Jim but it was just it was it was four people that were just ripping on the Jim Gaffigan show, and then somebody's like, "Well, have you seen it?" And literally, like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, if you just have a deep seated hatred for Jim Gaffigan, sure. Right. I mean, I probably or TV would. Land. I mean, maybe are you sure that's not where it was coming from? <laughs> maybe <laughs> like, I get mad. True TV is starting to produce quality content. I get so mad that I'm watching True TV now. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's just a sea change of like Bravo is nothing but reality. Right. <laughs> yeah. True TV is going to be like really conceptualized. Like, how yeah. Are. Even Discovery is going to stop doing the lying to you shows, which well, is pretty amazing. They're going to get back to science. No! <laughs> I want to see 3D depictions of animals that would never meet in nature fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. It's Where are the little people chocolatiers? I don't know. <laughs> well, now Real he thing. now he is like has a lot of, now he has a lot of uh, like original content. They're not just doing reality shows anymore, like celebrity gossip. Like they have actual shows now. What counts? What's what's like, <laughs> what's constitutes an actual like, show? Uh, I'm really comedies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because like, I think it's E Entertainment News was the. What's Mark Lopez gonna do? Oh, poor Lopez. <laughs> there's a talent show somewhere you can post. <laughs> I'll check out Mark Lopez's 
Like Mark? <laughs> Did we all just call him Mark Lopez? Um, I think so. Uh, Mario. Mario. Check Mario. out his Snapchat. He needs it. Mario Lopez. I was Lopez. talking about Mark Lopez. Mark Lopez. Who's Mark Lopez? It's not a real thing. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the flight uh, today. I give Mark Lopez zero out of ten stars <laughs> yes, for not existing. <laughs> As we do the panel discussion, we're gonna uh, review and rate on a uh, two criteria, and this gets a little convoluted, but that's what the show is. And basically, your first rating is gonna be um, how much do you personally feel like the, the 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 subject of the flight is affecting artistic culture. Wow. And then one to five? What is our number? One to ten. One to ten. Oh, I'll go over that. Whew. And then uh, the second rating. One being Picasso, one being a fart. One being the least adversely affecting? No, um, uh, one is, yes, one is the least adversely affecting, five is uh, little to no, okay. and then ten being this is really screwing stuff up. Okay. Gotcha. And then the second rating is going to be um, how much do you feel each example of decline is actually affecting society as a whole? So okay. in other words, your rating is based on you know how much you think uh, the example actually affects the way that Americans deal with each other on a day-to-day basis. So double tens would just be like that's the worst possible thing, right? Okay, right. yeah, because sometimes because I think a loss of arts usually you know affects people like people need art. So no, I didn't. Dark ages are my favorite ages. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you pulled me out of that, that self-righteous hole. <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and get started. And uh, the first one, like I said, a lot of these are just personal pet peeves. Uh, this one is uh, Netflix and binge watching. Okay. Um, and I do it too. I definitely, like, when How American Summer came out and I was gone for about five months. Giving us a good cop right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. Um, Would you like some water, John? <laughs> get you a sandwich? <laughs> I, I, I think Netflix is awesome. And it's pervasive. It's everywhere. Um, and then you have the other services like Crackle and Hulu because people watch Crackle, right? Why crackle? I mean, yeah, exactly. We actually uh, insist on crackle when it, their description instead of like giving you a legitimate description of the thing. They have why it crackles, which is just like you know uh, the killer element of what you're about to watch. And I've never watched anything besides comedians and guys getting coffee. Uh, they had Karate Kid three on there for about three. Oh, why yeah. does that crackle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it crackles once he learns to sweep the leg, right? And he hits that beam. And the Foley artist actually put a crack with it. That's why. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> in watching a television show, uh, watching nine episodes in a row, I think it kind of does the, the, the medium a disservice. It's kind of nice to, this is old man talking, it was kind of nice to get one show a week, and then you have a week to sort of think about it and pontificate and, and, and decide and what's going to happen there. And anticipate. And as opposed to seven hours in, which that might be a little Yeah, extreme. but we all learned our lesson with Lost, right? <laughs> I was about to say, Lost is a good sign of why a TV show should never have you by the balls. Because <laughs> I did the whole week once in my life. And then I went straight streaming after that. But yeah, waiting the week and wondering and pondering. And then the delivery happened and you got the next episode and it was so much worse than you could ever fathom it would ever be. But that's more effective. I think that's more effective. And maddening. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> but I, I like that it's now like a season dropping, you know? I, I, I get just as excited when it's like a new season of, of Daredevil's coming out. I'm yeah, so excited to like, binge watch that. With like a 10 episode season, which most Netflix shows are or something right. like that, mm-hmm. it's not 
it's not like 27 episodes, like, like, lot, that's a lot of those, right? Like 23 episodes or something that's like that. Probably networks are usually that. Yeah, yeah. Probably networks. So I, <clears throat> I, I don't know, it's a shorter, it's it's less content all at once, so it's not quite as, if they, they were to, like, uh, if they were to release 27 episodes of the show all at once, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, and that might work. Maybe. I mean, but at the same time, it, like, it gives it a chance to find its audience as opposed to like being on network TV where like you're dependent upon your time that you're on television, what station you're on, whatever. Right. Uh, Cause now people can watch, you know, three, four episodes and get really into it and have times to go back and actually right. watch them. Yeah. Cause <laughs> often with the show, you're not sucked in. I mean, a lot of shows that I've watched, I'll tell people like, it doesn't really get like going hard until the fifth episode. And like, Watching it on network, Which is no an insane thing to tell it's people. It's very right. <laughs> yeah, we all do it, and it's a crazy thing to say. Why is that? Why is that a crazy thing though? <laughs> Stick with it for five hours. <laughs> it kind of sounds like <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Like, yeah, yeah. Look, these people might seem bad, but like, be locked in their basement for a week. Yeah, like, but you'll get yeah. to like them. It's Eventually, a, you won't know what's good or bad. Once you start to understand their characters, it's the same experience as a book. Um, you don't have to read the book. From cover to cover, you I read won't. to it. You, I and I have never. I don't like books. I, I like thought you were. Gonna, <laughs> I thought you were going to. But I've heard not. people say books. that. I'm just quick side rate. Ten ten on books. No go on books. But <laughs> you know, for example, <laughs> we've we've watched a lot of shows um, together. We've watched all the Star Treks. Boom. Seinfeld. Boom. Um, <laughs> Survivor. Oh, we're going down the <laughs> hole. <laughs> Those of you can't see, Josh slumps in his seat every time Gavin does. I'm not getting anywhere near what I've been watching. Toddlers and Tiaras. The Scott Bayo reality show. But even within that. How we do it. How about Howie Mandel show where he does it? Oh, wow. Have you seen on Netflix the real Rob Schneider? Oh, man. Yeah. Who. Uh, the only thing I've heard is from like people who like uh, other comics and stuff. I've heard a few of them say it's not that bad. That's a kind yeah. of, that's a glowing endorsement for my yeah. experience. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have a problem with them releasing everything at once. I just kind of feel like it. Uh, I think it's more, you know, like sometimes shows will have cliffhangers and things like that. And it's like, what the hell's the point if you're just going to go to the next? Mm-hmm. And I just I miss that. That's just something from when I was a kid that like there would be like a season-ending cliffhanger. Like a who shot Mr. Burns kind of thing. Yeah. Then they come back and just fuck it all up. But, but I mean, they, you could also <laughs> say list that as a negative because you've got to wait for so long. I but, mean, the, <laughs> but that's the good part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess. Why is that necessarily good though? Because uh, I'm a masochist. <laughs> so you gotta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta, I want it to be difficult. <laughs> it's yours. I want a whole week where I do nothing but fantasize about an episode of Quantum Leap. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to my life. <laughs> Uh, and then also it's kind of over before you do it sometimes yeah yeah that would be uh, that'd be negative for me but i'm pretty sure i mean we just established that we've seen all the star trek so clearly you get an idea of which all of them like i have seen every every iteration iteration. i have not seen every iteration i I refuse to watch it uh i don't know i never got to to star trek for any reason other than i know i would get into it just like this isn't something yeah same reason you wouldn't do world of warcraft or crack okay it's completely why, <laughs> completely why I didn't do World of Warcraft. It's one of my favorite comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, 
<laughs> and then it gets really hot. It gives me something to do. There you go. And look, the first four or five minutes. Yeah, right. It. But once yeah. you're really, it's really train. overwhelming, and like you might have to suck a dick. But like, it grows on you. Yeah. I mean, it really. It's just from the inside. <laughs> you're right. And Netflix is definitely. I know it helped particularly two shows, Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Because they were all good. Yeah. I know Breaking Bad in particular about getting yeah, canceled. And they yeah. put it on Netflix and, you know, then people could actually... Which, thank God. Them. Breaking Bad, that's a 1-1 one, one side rate. So that actually is like... Side that, that's one of the few episodes that has its voice in the first... Or few shows that has its voice in the first episode. And the last show yeah. that I watched every week. I, I made it a point during that last season to go to, mm-hmm. the, go to the local and watch it live with a bunch of people. I definitely did. And the thing with that is... I know for myself, I caught up so that I could watch it live. Yeah, right. So you you don't really have that opportunity if if you don't have a Netflix. Right. Um, get um, the Netflix. Yeah. Get the, and also get Smartflix, which will let you watch Netflix all over the world. Wow! Can yeah. you do that on a podcast? Yeah, watch in Australia. Get all the episodes <laughs> of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll move on to the next. Do we rate it? I want to rate it. I oh, will rate it at the end. Oh, I like, I like, uh, I like it. Yeah, you get time to let, like let it sink in. It's really the first two, the first two or three topics. You know, it'll grow on you, and then I can't, I can't really wait that long to see what the ratings are, Billy. I need to know now. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's the first topic. I'll see you guys next week. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> oh, uh, this one, uh, songwriting, and then also a lack of regard for songwriting is um, this is and this is purely pop music or popular. I don't listen to that stuff. So. What? Yes, you do. You yeah. and I both listen to Drake. Oh, Drake's pop? <laughs> I mean, popular, yeah. Not, not popular music. There's almost no one more popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's pop. Well, Drake's music is pop. Drake's music? Yeah, what you hear Drake's music. It's whatever can be sold. Yeah. Right. And it, does, it doesn't matter. And all you have to do is... I mean, I mean, really, it's just so easy to... Like, any love song is really like a sex song, and any... Yes. You know, it really that's really all that it's just a, a tons of love songs. There's nothing really conceptual. Well, heard, what about Taylor Swift? She's delivering some fucking amazing love based lyrics. I don't Travis, know if she's had sex. <laughs> Come on, she's shaking it off. She does something else. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But she, she's like, at least through the filter of Ryan Adams, those sound like actual love songs, right? I did a... Uh, <laughs> through the filter I, I, of Ryan Adams. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. I did an interview with Max Fine, and uh, in preparation for the interview, I listened to uh, 1985. Was it, was it 1984. 1984. Wait, oh, shit, I listened to the wrong album. 1984. 
I don't emotional. want to explain what real emo oh, is Lord, yeah. because a real fever dream that I've had before is being on a podcast in my early 30s explaining to people <laughs> what? what emo music is. Really I always is. figured I would be balding and I am. <laughs> it was just not even going to. What emo no, is to me. <laughs> You've never heard the promise ring? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking Sunny Day real, real estate. estate. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Jinx, you owe me a childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but, but what I gathered from 1989 was that it sounds good enough, but if you take the lyrics out of the music and actually read them, it's just, like, cookie-cutter. And, that, and that's yes. most. You know, Which pop music has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been there, but there, there was a point, there was, I mean, not every Beatles song is poetry. And not to be like, hey, if you guys heard the Beatles, they, they were pretty good songs. a lot of their stuff is definitely yeah. really not gone down hill since Irving Berlin. <laughs> Guys, if this keeps going, I mean, come on. For those of you who don't know, Josh is smoking a corn cob. He says things like that. Where's, where's the moxie? <laughs> Nobody writes about gams anymore. <laughs> is, is that a slang for heroin? <laughs> they had to score some gams. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go ahead and move along to uh, theater and fine art. Which isn't even really, it's on people's radar, obviously. Well, I can't is. imagine. This seems like a trap. You're going to get me on mic talking about my opinions on fine art. And if I ever attempt to be anything better than I am now, somebody's going to walk into the room and go, Yeah, the fuck right. I heard you on this podcast. You don't know shit. Why does people even trying? Like, I don't know anyone, including myself, that's been to a ballet or an opera. I can't imagine I would. Gavin Bernard. Gavin yeah. Bernard. Oh, those are things. Gavin Bernard is do, a right? ballet. <laughs> <laughs> not an opera. Like opera is solely rich people. Yeah, and I don't even know that I'd be interested, but I've also never tried. I know uh, last year at uh, Atlanta Fringe Fest, I volunteered, and I was at a uh, seven stages, which is the dance stage, basically. So I saw a lot of interpretive dance. A lot. Of, a lot of it's this, this, when people make fun of interpretive dance. Spot. Yes, like, of course. But some of it was actually like really like something I would never want. And yeah. just like actually like after about 15 minutes into it, you're like, oh, okay, I got to see Yeah, what you just said, I guess you could say about a lot of art, like when people make fun of like open mic like, stand up comedy, you know, it's definitely what the majority of it looks like, or like beat poetry and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know that I could get to like a slam. Yeah. With a certain thing. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I did that a lot of my youth. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's always what you can stomach, right? I mean, all of us are nerds about whatever the thing is, right. and then whatever the right. lowest on the totem pole of that thing is that is so insufferable to everybody else, even we can be like, I kind of yeah. like terrible improv, though. It's I only liked Bright Eyes music when he was 14. <laughs> <laughs> I was 27. But... Yeah, I was a, a late adopter to Bright Eyes, and then just gave it back. It's not bad, it's just like, how do you, like, this isn't fun for me. Well, a lot of music that I've listened to most of my life, like, you definitely shouldn't have pumping into your ears all the time. Right. Like, death metal and sad, sad, sad singer-songwriters. Yeah. I know, like, if I go to The High or something like that, I really like uh, pop art and lowbrow art, stuff like that, and then I like sculpture and photography and stuff like that, but they have this whole wall of, like, European art. Renaissance era and all that, where it's basically their only idea back then was stand over there, drawing of fruit. Stand over there, you know, maybe we'll put a chair next to you. But how awesome would that have been, right? Like, just like I wish I was the first comedy show on YouTube, I definitely wish I was the first guy to paint an apple. 
I mean, that guy <laughs> was just fucking rolling in it at I the think time, that was right? the guy who did the Pink Floyd cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> confused people would constantly try to eat your painting with no concept of what you did. Know. <laughs> it's coming right <laughs> wait. What did you the do? Cinema of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff, like, you know, I, I've never been to a ballet myself. I can't see myself taking it seriously, but not because there's anything wrong with it. But just there's like one called Deflator Mouse, and that sounds really cool. Does that sound fun? Yeah. That's nice. (laughs) I once once was on the stage. I was a performer. I went to a uh, drama camp, Mm -hmm. and I was in uh, a little play called South Pacific. Now hear me out. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you're going to do a song? Uh, I can pull one. No, I got, I got nothing. The first two or three, you're not going to get. Yeah, but that's why I'm getting the fourth song. But here's the deal. I was the only dude at drama camp. <laughs> South Pacific. Mostly all-male play. I think there's like one lady in it. I didn't get a part to save my life. I don't think they you even let me talk. Part. No, I could. I sang in, with all the songs. You like the But they were like, all these women are much better men than you. <laughs> 12-year-old Travis. That's, that's and I had to agree. Yeah, I gave up real early. All right, well, I guess we're going to move on to uh, sequels and rebates, which is pretty well. Can I rate, real quick, I'm going to rate me in South Pacific? No, no, no. no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) One, one. (laughs) Next question. But uh, sequels and reboots, I don't even really have to explain it. Um, You know, movies, like Hollywood used to leave things alone to a certain degree. I mean, there were exceptions, like horror movies and you know, and I don't want, you know, I'm not like the guy that's mad at Star Wars prequels or sequels because I realize I'm not 10. We're not mad at the prequels? Why are we mad at the prequels? <laughs> I'm mad. I'm furious. <laughs> Every day of my life, I, it's something I walk around. One time I go, Lucas! 10 10 <laughs> prequels. 10 10. Side rate. <laughs> I know there's a lot of genocide in the world, but prequels, 10 10. People spend a lot of energy on them. Yes. And, yeah. and, and my, you know, what I generally tell people that they're my age, it's like, you're not eight. Like, you're not, yeah. like, because I have, like, in my family, like, nephews and stuff like that that are watching the prequels now. Yeah, it's Star Wars to them. Yeah, and yeah. they're, like, and they still, and they watch the original trilogy and whatever, and they, they love it all, so it's, like. But they love it all because they're not, they, they fall asleep during the parts where they're talking to the council, right? <laughs> they, they only remember lightsabers. They don't remember the hour and a half because their tiny little brains can't fathom time yeah, they yet. They like it because it's a two-hour movie about trade routes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for me, like, Star Wars, like, episode four is relatively more. Listen, yes, I agree. Yeah. Let's get into hey, that shit. There's some character 10, 10 original Star Wars there's films. There's a lot of walking in the desert. Uh, I, I wonder mean, if he means old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> I am I am a fan of the fan theory from episode one that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and that he's, like... That theory, that internet video, that eight-minute internet video is better than all the prequels combined in terms of quality. I take it back. I love the prequels just because that happened. Yeah. Yeah, Just stuff for me. And like I said, a lot of this is just trying to hold on to stuff I liked when I was a kid. I don't see any reason to reboot Ghostbusters. Period. Is, Is it a reboot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a reboot. And it's just, I mean, it's fun. You know, and it's not any of those weird, like, hey, they're girls or any of that crap. I think they do it too. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's that they did an all-female cast, and then Reddit just, like, you know, stopped watching hentai for five minutes. You're kidding. They're making... I heard that. They're making another movie because nerds were so mad? A female cast and a male cast. That has... That's unfathomable. I can't imagine they would do that. That was... I mean, that's the last... I mean, I know we've had 19 Spider-Man movies in the (laughs) the past two years, 
But for some reason, that sounds up. There's a Spider-Man starts in the middle of one of the Spider-Man movies. If you watch the lower left-hand corner, there's actually a sequel. For what I've always said, do you know who Zach Sherwin is? He would be a great bank member. Guys, Zach Sherwin as Bankman, that's a 1-1. He's got a Snapchat. Zach Zach Sherwin. I just feel like, you know, watch Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, but how do you, I can't call anybody. I don't have the connection to tell Hollywood to stop doing it. Like, <laughs> it just seems certain, like. There are certain, like, uh, reboots that I, I guess, like, iconic, like, horror movies, but things that weren't great to begin with okay. that they reboot that sometimes, I guess, are good. Name that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one right now, honestly. Well, didn't um, we get Evil Dead again? I mean, I guess that's great, but yeah. it's surely something. I didn't see that. Well, Evil Dead was... 2 is just Evil Dead 1, so I don't know yeah. what we're talking about. Well, no, they, like, rebooted the Evil Dead. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they did a whole thing. I didn't pay attention. And it's that. just a, I mean, it's, in, Evil Dead was already a, but, pretty much. But uh, that new Bruce Campbell, uh, Bruce Campbell versus Evil Dead, the TV show. They, yeah, they just yeah. the TV show. It's pretty good. Okay. I never trust Anthony's opinion. I don't. <laughs> he just, always says pretty good, and that just. Goes and I, and I always say that like it's pretty good, like just to justify the hours I've spent watching it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think I have less of a problem with sequels than I do reboots. But uh, you know, I realize I can never complain about them again because my favorite television show right now is Fargo, which mm-hmm. for all it shouldn't exist. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason. To make a television show called Fargo that's mildly inspired by a, a self-contained Coen Brothers is, film. Is it just the town? I haven't watched it. It's it, so good. It's just the town. It revolves. It, it doesn't have town. anything to do with... Well, no. it's, it's kind of like... It just talks about hitmen in the Midwest. And then right. maybe tries to apply some sort of canon. That feels like more of a universe expansion. Yes. Exactly. You know, so definitely. But, can, but again, that. it's one of those things that like when I heard it was happening, I was... Not outraged necessarily, but certainly. Like, I was turned yeah, off, and Travis was like, "You gotta watch it. It's good." I it's feel like so good. Fine with that happening to like comic book properties because that's what was meant to be done with comic book properties. They were just meant to be done over and over again. Yeah, yeah. and plus, it's it doesn't it doesn't take for me comic book movies, which I generally don't care for. It doesn't take away from a comic book when I read comics, and I know right. that that's the that's the thing. This well, is then just does a, the you know, does the reboot take away from the original? It shouldn't, but it does for me. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what it, it's like. It really shouldn't. I should just say, yeah. For me, I have it. Like, I, was, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, right, for right. me, it definitely doesn't take away from it. It's just annoying. It's like, why would you do this? It's but also, in a day where we're just talking about Netflix, you can pick and choose what you watch. Whatever you want, like, you can watch whatever you want to watch, and you don't have to. You don't have to look at stuff that you don't want to. Yeah. Well, then why are we even doing this? Yeah, but no, please keep listening to this. <laughs> this podcast one one. Yeah, I think there's just they, like then there's like sequel or reboots I'm afraid of, like Lethal Weapon or Labyrinth. Like you know, there's going to be a Labyrinth reboot. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lethal Weapon can only get better. Did you realize they're rebooting? Roadhouse with Ronda Rousey yes. <laughs> yes. martial arts fighter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. But here's the thing. I've watched Roadhouse for the first time this year. I'm going to live longer than you guys. Okay. And here's the deal. Uh, it's terrible. Like, I don't yeah. care if yeah, they touch no. oh, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, movies that were terrible to begin with. Like, I'm still trying to think of one. Well, I guess Zombie... Was it Zombie... Uh, not Zombie Apocalypse. Um, this is my favorite game. No, Cannibal... Holocaust. Holocaust. They rebooted that and called it uh, Green Inferno, 
Oh, I didn't realize Green Inferno was it. Yeah, it's basically the same. Oh, they're going to ruin Tremors for me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, they, oh, they are doing that, right? They're like, there's, there's a show? Sure. A I mean, show. if we they're say it out loud. With Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Here's, here's the weirdest one I heard this week. Uh, are, y'all, are y'all familiar with As Told by Ginger? It's like a short-lived Nickelodeon, like, no. growing up story about a girl in middle school, I believe. They're doing As Told by Ginger again, so... Is so it like Clarissa Explains It All? It's not, it's, yes. It's animated Clarissa Explains uh, It All. Nobody here has heard of it, and they were like, that's what we need to, that's what the world's missing. Because the first one didn't, didn't get traction. <laughs> yeah. Man, I really thought we were onto something with this female duck. <laughs> I want to see the show now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you're welcome. Yeah. Well, I guess now that we've uh, gone through uh, my gripes, I can go ahead and rate. Um... Uh, Josh, you can go ahead and start and rate. Uh, what was the first thing you put? Netflix and binge watching. Um, do you think that that uh, has an adverse effect on arts? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm gonna, is that a one? No, no. Um, is it a ten? It doesn't have. Yeah, right? Well, it's one. It's one. Least it's one. Adverse. Right, right. Least adverse. Yes. I'm going to give it one. two. Wow. What's because I don't want to offend Billy. <laughs> because you just gave it a one if you were that was yeah. static. Yeah. <laughs> I did shoot him a salty look. <laughs> uh, thinking about it again. Uh, it's ruining the thing. It's, it's ruining America. America. Josh's opinion, 10-10. Okay. <laughs> um, so that doesn't that doesn't hurt the, the, uh, yeah, the medium of television or anything like that. How about... Um, how about a society as a whole? How does do you think it has any effect? Like binge watching, like being able to take in all this shit. And not- it definitely has an effect, but I think it's positive. I think it's positive to art because I feel like I'm rating this, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to give a number, and you're giving an explanation. Yeah. So, I feel like you asked. I'm going to trump this. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go with a four on that. So a little less than effective. Yeah, a little less than effective. Okay. But I won't explain. Right. All right. Anthony, we'll get to Anthony. <laughs> Check us out real quick. One ten. Do I do I talk about it? Now? You think it? You think it? You think it doesn't? It doesn't, doesn't affect art. It really affects. It's itself. great for art. Really, really bad for us. Probably in yeah. our brains. Right. Um, it's more likely that I will get a show now that <laughs> Netflix yeah. is doing this. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I'm excited. I about think it. that gets a one. But... The what binge watching does to my brain that can't be good. Uh, there's yeah. times where I just see 30 Rock playing. Right. I don't even know yeah. if I'm living or not. So that's probably a 10 on that for me. Yeah, so there's even 30 Rock specifically, there's like much of my life has just been like just like Candy Crush and 30 Rock, and I don't know what, neither than, than Daylight. And then, <laughs> pretty much. And then you see Candy Crush in 30 Rock, and it's all good. I'll go, I'll go 1 9. Just wow. I don't want to be. Yeah, so you quite think like, it hurts the art form, but. No, nah, I think it's good for the art form. But it does affect. It affects everyone. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Gavin in a Star Trek Voyager <laughs> tailspin, <laughs> and I well, none of us look good, but it's especially <laughs> hard to see Gavin fall. I've seen things. you in a tailspin, tailspin. Go ahead and rate um, Netflix effect on the. Uh... Uh, I, yeah, I feel like I'm gonna just hop right on board because uh, one, say one, yeah, one ten. Be careful, they they chisel this into a wall somewhere, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into a castle uh, in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it definitely <laughs> helps the art form. I feel like it's it's great for that. But yeah, I, 
just like everybody's said, I've been turned into a zombie watching I like being a zombie. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, walking but. Dead tailspin. <laughs> that's a crossover that the world's begging for. <laughs> that's one Duck one for me. Yeah. Oh, I was, just hoping, I was hoping talking tailspin was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, honestly, I went into this with a, with a definite opinion about it as, as far as saying that it affects the television medium. But after talking about it... Um, and kind of getting a different perspective. I'm going to give it, I still think it does affect it. Um, in as much as the, like the things I was talking about, like anticipation and dragging things out, slow burn and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I'll give it as far as it hurting the medium though, in that way, I guess it'd have to be a five because things like, you know, like Arrested Development or, or Wet Hot coming out all at once. I don't, I feel like that was just a long movie. There wasn't really any, you know. Totally oh yeah. Different. Arrested Development is totally different. That hurt. That, yeah. that new season was kind of, well, not the, not just the quality. Of, I mean, but I mean, in, in so far as like the it, thing they attempted. Are you talking about that? Right, right. Yeah, yeah it changed the format. Yeah, yeah, they weren't self-contained in the same way. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as how it affects society, I'd give it a ten, just because it's you. You We've just all been there. Yeah, you just <laughs> inhale, and then just you just feel. I mean, I felt bad about just yeah. watching television, which I shouldn't. I watched uh, Great British Baking Show. I binge watched that in like a that day. Is yeah. the best show ever. And it is the best show ever, definitely. But also, that's not okay when you're just, like, blinking and seeing crumpets. <laughs> that's not okay? Well, How is she going to pull off this puff pastry? Uh, so yes. intrigued. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to talk great British baking show, it's at Travis on Twitter. At Travis. Josh, how would you affect, or how would you rate the um, lack of focus on songwriting in popular music uh, insofar as how does it affect popular music? Uh, I mean, it's kind of always been terrible, right. so I don't think it's that effective. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give that a four, I guess. I like that you're using the whole range. I appreciate that about you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll go I four. I got to do that. I'll and, do that. This and, time. and given that it was always terrible, um, the fact that like probably the majority of at least in, in the states, that's the that's the music that's being pumped into your brain. Sure. As you work out and drive. And yeah. Everything else. Work out. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> CrossFit? <laughs> watch Anthony work out. <laughs> I actually listen to podcasts when I work out, which is really, really weird. It's better so, for me. Like, honestly, like music, I can't, and you can tell how well it's working. But the, it's hard for me to listen to music because I know how like long a song is in my head. And it doesn't, podcasting, I can get lost. So is there like a, listening to Mark Maron, I could do a one-arm push-up. I was about to say, what's, what's the best podcast for really getting like the serials rhythm keep up? Or, or <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, the yeah, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, if you're going to want to listen to serials, no, I just am usually listening to like. Okay. If it's Rogan, I swear to God. <laughs> it totally is. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I get you. I'm going to get pumped as Rogan. This <laughs> 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 misogyny gives me strength. <laughs> well, how would you say, uh, uh, Josh, how, how uh, pop music would? Uh, I would say a society view, it doesn't affect it very much. I'll give it a two. Uh, the reason being is there are so many other mediums in which to explore music now. We're not dependent upon what plays on the radio or what's on MTV. You can explore anything you want to through Spotify or a number of other streaming services or whatever. So yeah, it's just infinite. Spotify. Just Spotify. Spotify. We are sponsored. Fuck are you? Are we sponsored? Spotify 1-1. One, one. Spotify 1-1. One, one. One, one. <laughs> How would you uh, rate songwriting? Because it affects... Uh... I love Migos. I'm going one. 
them some good songs. <laughs> really enjoying myself over here. Wait, I was being kind of more fluid. I'll yeah, give it a two. Because, you know, okay. I, but I think what's interesting is, like, even the kids I wouldn't have hung out with as a kid, the kids that made fun of me for being a nerd about whatever, even they are listening to weird music now. Like, Oh, yeah. The, the pop music is what's binding us, but mm. everybody has their, like, weird deep yeah, thing, like seemingly. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that we're not forced to now I'm listen so to that. I'm so mad, song. though, that people know the <laughs> I really hate it, you know. Yeah, I'm, I saw I'm, that happen when Josh found out. I'm so happy that Rob Zerlin yeah. is playing Tom Waits in the biopic. Oh man, now you've ruined my whole life. <laughs> in Hellboy makeup, which is yeah. gonna be. Yeah, yeah. It's, gonna be an it's, it's a Tom Waits reboot. <laughs> Rebooting Tom Waits is Rob Zerlin. Is that for real? Yeah, Rob Zerlin is playing Tom Waits. Oh man, locked in. Uh, so t- two and next one's society. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean it can't help. Right. <laughs> so at least a five. We're at a five. So yeah, five. let's say seven. I mean, seven. I buy a lot of stuff because the music tells me to, and I'd really like for that to pull back. <laughs> like that new song about George Foreman Grill. I <laughs> it's weird that they put a George Foreman Grill in every single music video nowadays. You know, <laughs> like there's like beats. Yeah. And then a hover hoverboard, right? That's a thing currently. Yeah, well, that was that whole, uh, and then a George Foreman. That whole thing where they were trying to decide whether or not T Pain was George Foreman Grill. Yeah, that was a <laughs> really weird time in all our lives. <laughs> and he was. He was. Gavin, do you think that uh, like uh, Society 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 songwriting or lack thereof in pop music is uh, you know it, it it affects music as a. I think I mean, it does. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree with Josh with so many different uh ways to find your music that you don't have to like i don't listen to most pop i don't listen to the radio so i don't know any of like the mod besides drake i'm like everyone knows drake right but um i didn't know any taylor swift songs i was like so happy about that (laughs) Um, it's catchy it's it's like who's this that's who she is okay she's the only one i don't know any of the others so, uh, which makes me feel old. <laughs> the others. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, apparently she was a country singer. Apparently. I hear that. Really? Yeah. She's from outside my town originally. Really? From Linus in Pennsylvania. Wow. That's, that's not... You guys have country up there? What's it like no. up there? Okay. <laughs> we don't have any. Neither does Taylor Swift. How about society as a whole? Um, I think it's bad for society. I think the music's gotten so much worse. Um... And even though I know, I agree with Travis, that young people are finding different ways to listen to um, alternative music, I think a certain generation and up, they don't. So they're only listening to the crap that's on the radio still, and it's pretty friggin' bad. So, um, I don't know, I'll give it like a 7, 8. All right. Anthony? You better be firm on that number, buddy. Yeah, can we pick yeah, seven and get, a half? Uh, do you allow seven point five? I'll do a half. Well, then it's a twenty point system. Oh, oh man, yeah, mix it yeah, up. So Fine, eight. All right, we'll round up to an eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely agree with everyone else. This, I mean, it's hard for me. You to guys tell. are a tight unit. Though. It's hard for me to tell. Uh, <laughs> we don't work with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to tell because, like everybody's pretty much said, I've almost never listened to the pop radio besides when I was like. Before I really got my musical like 
taste than mm-hmm. I listened to like corn or whatever was right. on the radio. But uh, yeah, as far as it affecting music, I don't think it's ever really changed. So I'll say five, like little to none. Yeah. And then uh, as far as it affecting society, I, did, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's changed in recent history, but uh, the dumbness of pop music, I'd, I'd, say, I'd give it like a seven. Yeah. Inversely. But wouldn't the world just get so pissed? And keep this in mind when you're writing what you're up next. Wouldn't the world get so mad if pop music got intelligent overnight, or if it, it well, just like started talking about real if shit? Pop music it sort of did in the eighties for a yeah. minute. What are they talking about? Talking heads creeped in and shit. Yeah, but I thought you guys were doing so like safety the, dances and yeah. what was going on. Well, like some of like like the Clash and Talking Heads. And sure. Shit and, uh, if sure. everyone. If popular, if pop music sounded like what I was safety, to, what do you have against safety? To the point where everybody listened to the kind of music that I listened to, everyone would be a nightmare for a second. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I just pictured okay. it. <laughs> yeah, so, right? I don't want to be in that world. The Clash and Talking Heads, they're not going to be popular anymore. Like, there's they no, are, though. No, no, no. I mean... Those kind of bands? Those kinds of bands now are not going to be... On the mainstream, they're gonna stay in their niche. They're gonna have their supporters. But they're gonna grow it. The you still have so much larger now. You still have no, like which Kendrick is fine, but they're not going really to get to the masses. But even shit. Kendrick, it's Pimp a Butterfly, despite being everybody's favorite album this year, nobody knew how to talk about it for like seven months. <laughs> yeah, we were all terrified. You gotta learn. Because you know, I don't like, know. on the, I actually for some reason bought the CD instead of just like iTunes or whatever, and like the drive home was just like. Confu- I was so confused because yeah, you haven't people. had to like actively digest music in a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like even Good Kid, Mad City was great, and it was sort sure, of conceptual. It had parallels, yeah, pop- yeah but it was parallels. digestible. Yeah, I've been listening to Nas for a long time. Oh, how's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people are starting to think about it now. I think um, even with different TV shows like The Daily Show and what they're doing and Killborn, it's like people are thinking again. So it's going to take. Hopefully, a year or less for them to start thinking to the point where it makes a difference. Yeah. I, I think uh, songwriting, or, or lack thereof, affects music as a whole. I mean, I'm gonna give it little to none because there's so many avenues. Like I was saying, like there's there's so much shit. You know that it does. It's not really gonna destroy music. There's somewhere you can go. Um, a societal thing, I think it's a ten. It's terrible. It's it's just just misogyny alone. And just and, and when there's songs that are purely about partying and you can build a fucking album around that and then have three albums where you literally wrote fourteen fucking songs about partying. Yeah. And people can Wait, are we talking it? down on Andrew WK? <laughs> right? That, that's what I was about that's to say. Talking there's <laughs> something to be said about no, not music, WK, actually. About music that's really stupid and acknowledges it and embraces it. I mean that's what a lot of punk was early on yeah. too. Right. The less political punk. Yeah, but I, I think this is I think it's like, you know, Pop music is generally crafted because it fits a formula and it's easy, and and so you don't have to think. So you don't have to struggle with to fit yeah. a butterfly, right? Yeah, you, I guess you, I guess I would say whenever the consideration is obviously how is this going to make money, then the music people suffers. always reject things they have to think too hard about. That's yeah. just but uh, okay, and here's uh, I don't know if I'm format breaking, uh, so you know, crown me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to rate it on a scale of bananas. <laughs> scale of bananas. Now hear me out. But doesn't it seem like every pop uh, personality has to seem a little bit like they're offering you an edge? 
like I know edge and intelligence like factor aren't the same. Like yeah, but like edge. like how Avril Lavigne. Yeah, like you choose the edge. Now hear me out. No, yes, but like okay, so Miley now is like uh, you know the new type of sexual freedom, right? And she's playing with Wayne Coyne or whatever. Like she has to appear, and a lot of people do revere her as like being an intelligent pop artist. Mm-hmm. People say the same thing about Taylor Swift. Uh, Katy Perry, I guess people probably don't much say that, but. They, her and Russell Brand were like actively political at one point, right? Kind of. Well, it's a full, it's, it's a format. It's the Madonna format. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's the no, you know they Madonna. have a prince. <laughs> she was on one of the halftime shows. She was on the halftime <laughs> yeah. show. Got it. Half-time She's got those show. weird arms. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. And when you say prince, so you're talking about the prince of England. Oh, oh always. <laughs> I hope I didn't offend him. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Apologize. <laughs> he's, he's brandishing a cutlass at me. Is he listening to his podcast? <laughs> All of England is. Great five people. Yeah, we could go ahead and move on to rating. Um, you know, the fact that like, theater and fine art really isn't in the popular radar at all. Yeah, do you think that? Do, do you think that hurts fine art? Uh, I mean, I think we just don't look at it. I feel like there is an audience that probably is actively doing yeah, probably theater. Is so okay, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. If that's we're, I mean, that's the kind of theater that we're also talking about, right? Like popular theater. I've never been. I, I gotta be honest. I've never been to a theater. I was hoping you guys would care. <laughs> All I know is tickets to theater are still too expensive for me to afford. So did you say tickets to theater? To theater. <laughs> but for Broadway shows, certainly. Yeah. Tickets to theater happen to be yeah, very it's much mini money. I grew up going to like theater and watching plays and musicals. Yeah. So that's what's wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once a year, I think, I don't know if you guys do this, but I go, I should see a play. I yeah. don't think I do ever, but it's a nice thought to consider. Right. So, the, the, so what you're right. Like how, um, Josh, how do you think it affects yeah, theater and fine art? So sure. that's just a big umbrella term for like, who's the who's the dance? I'll give that a six or a seven. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. How about society as a whole that people aren't enjoying things that are less digestible and maybe take a little more to acquire a taste for? That's probably the same number. <laughs> so probably a seven. Very effective. So you are locking in your original number as a seven. Wait, six or seven. I feel like mm, the. Can we start this over? You forgot when you gave me shit for that. All right, guys, welcome to Come Five Anthony. <laughs> another hour and a half for you. I'm gonna You're, go seven seven. King Rider, right? King King Rider. Anthony Sarah King Rider. <laughs> man. Charles, uh, do you think that uh, not appreciating fine art has any effect on fine art? I don't know if fine art wants us. I don't know if they're interested in our feedback. Uh, I'd have to <laughs> consult them, I guess. I would, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if my uninvolvement. We have a representative from Fine Art. <laughs> yeah, we should have invited him. If you had told us. Um, this is pretty good journalism. I don't want to meet the representative of Fine Art. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of Art Town. <laughs> the mayor of Art Town, yeah. Yeah, Fine Art kind of being off limits to general populace. Uh, I don't know if the general populace wants them or, you know. I think both parties are satisfied <laughs> yes. staying away from you the, stay on your side of the street. Um, so that's a one for me, I think. Two. I'm getting better. A two. two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about a society as a whole? Um, would my mom, here's what I'm thinking. Would my mom being able to fathom a performance art show help her personally? 
or the planet as a whole. Uh, I don't think my mom will be changed by it. Do you? What do you think? Josh is shaking his head. But he also like... keeps inviting his dad to performance art and keeps getting a no. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the performance artist, Josh calling his dad. Every Thursday, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of in the same vein, that right. too, you know. But if they want, hey, if the if art wants the world, please send me a Snapchat <laughs> at Travis on the Town. And I'll check your stuff out. All fine artists. So is your rating on a list societal? Two and two. Two and two. Gavin. Two and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ballet. Um, ballet. It's a pirouette. Um, Gavin, you've dated dancers. I, that has da- to play I'm dancing. I'm dancing right now. I'm dancing right now. So you better, you know, um, rank accordingly. Well, I was going to anyway, besides that. <laughs> I was actually going to shows before I dated a dancer. Whoa. Look Looking at that. Looking for a dancer. <laughs> 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 no, I don't have to watch that crap. Where they at? <laughs> <laughs> the dancers here. Don't point me in the right direction. Um, yeah, I, I think art's definitely important. Um, I think artists are fine doing their own thing. Um, they don't care as much. I mean, much. art doesn't suffer because people aren't interested in it. I think people are interested Man, in it. Man, when you say I, it like that. No, I, no <laughs> yeah. I think they are interested in it. I think um, it really tells you the level of a city by the amount of funding and how big the arts are in that city. Right. So for smaller cities, yeah, they're not going to care. But if you're talking about any major city, it's it's built into the fabric of a city that you have a thriving art scene. Um, I know industries are more caring now about experience, and there's no better experience that you can get on a very small, limited level than art. Um, If it's jokes making you laugh, if it's a dance, if it's a mural, um, it's something that people can interact with the city. So I think it's very important. Um, I don't know how important it is in Atlanta, um, but as a whole, I, no, no, I like that you just like talked about how much it's woven into the fabric of the city and how it's so important. And you're like, fuck, fucking Atlanta's enough shit. <laughs> no, Atlanta has some stuff. It's been yeah. like picking it up. Okay, but we know London, England. I'm like London. We know Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire, Worcestershire has shit time. Uh, New York has a pretty great thriving art scene. Um, <laughs> it's actually the only thing I've heard. Yeah, so you know, um, Toronto has a major art scene. Um, um, Chicago has a great art scene. Naming all the art scenes. Give us a number, Gavin. Oh, right, numbers. There's a lack of attendance. Give us the number of art scenes. Well, there's more shit. But I like people have a binge watching shit. They're listening to fucking Taylor Swift. There's so much shit to do that not everyone's gonna be going to a goddamn art show. But it's it's important. So uh, after I did that uh, number, yeah. Just say a number. Just say, just say a number. Say a five. Let's go six. Let's go okay. Six. Right. How about society as a whole if people aren't paying attention to it? Um, bad for society? It's bad for society if they're not paying attention to art. <laughs> they need to pay attention to art. So I'll give that a ten. Anything? Um, 
Um, I just want to say, Gavin, I've also dated dancers, but I feel like we're talking about different things. The venues were different. Don't you hate it when you have to drop your kids off at band practice? Like, it's something to prove. They're like, hey, just for the record. Sunshine was an artist in her own way. Face painter, right? Yeah. Balloon animals. That's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on. So, yeah, I would agree that. I don't feel like our, I guess our uh, appreciation of art and uh, theater has dropped off a little bit because there's so much else to do now, like with where we are in society, but I really don't feel like it's changed that much. The same type of people still enjoy fine art and, uh, and theater. Um, and I guess we're including all branches of art through stand-up comedy, but that's not uh, yeah, let's let's be careful. I'll go check out your show. I promise. Um, but yeah, I would say uh, I would say like a three as far as it affecting as far as people paying attention to it affecting it or not. I I, I feel like it's been about as it is about as strong as it has been. Um, as far as uh, how it affects society, can I just say a number and I have to explain it? Let's say seven. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. At this point, well, that's what's great about it. Like, so I always go last so that all the legwork is done. Yeah. And then I can just go, like, I agree with Gavin. You know, like, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, I'd say I, I don't think it affects the art. Art's going to happen. If you're, you know, like, if you really have to make shit, you're going to be in a cave. We sure. literally did that, you know. Yeah, you know, like I don't think I think if you have it in you that you're doing, you're gonna keep doing it. If you're in it for, I mean, I know some arts, like some things are there for fans. Like you don't want to do stand up without an audience. You know? <laughs> but I will. Sure <laughs> have. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the reality. <laughs> Check out Anthony's Snapchat story. <laughs> it's called Comedy Without an Audience. I mean, all the other comics laugh. Um, <laughs> Now, as far as uh, people not paying attention to it affecting society as a whole, I'd probably give it a 10 feels strong. Uh, I'll probably go with a 10. Because it's just sort of if you're just, if you're just, if all you can stomach is just like fast food, you know, um, it's you're eventually just going to be fat and die. <laughs> you know, greasy and alone. But, you Jeez, know, like, man, thanks a lot. <laughs> <Christ. you> know, <laughs> <laughs> which brings us to the intervention, Travis. <laughs> I knew I knew when I got those twelve Popeyes biscuits for just me yesterday. Travis, yeah, we should work out together sometime. Yeah, <laughs> lift these biscuits over your head. I guess I am on a podcast, so yes, I will be working I just out. Need another, I just need another terrible breakup first. <laughs> Perfect. Get into that. Uh, all right, Josh, you can go ahead and uh, rate how reboots are affecting uh, American film. Uh, yeah, I'll give that a ten. I'll give that a ten. Not a lot of original film coming out. It's a detriment to the art, probably. Travis, what are you doing now? I'm grabbing a thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Out of context, that's going to be provocative. And how it affects society? Uh, I'll probably give that... Man, society doesn't care, though. I'll give that a five. Hey, Travis, go go ahead. I mean, you missed a... Real opportunity to do a 10 4, so I don't know if you're in my 2 2 thing. Man, right I have a lot section. of regrets, but that is <laughs> the top of the list. I was waiting for the cue so I could say good buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, there's not one good buddy here, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. Uh, reboots affecting movies. If I say one, will there be another triple X? Now, hear me out. <laughs> I really State like of the Union film. was great. State of the Union, top notch. Um, uh, yeah, five. Like Josh said, uh, it doesn't really care so much. Um, and seems to be psyched. Like, nerds especially. I consider myself a nerd. We especially fuel that train. We are the loudest against it and are the first to buy tickets. <laughs> right. So, eh, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. Um, as far as it, how it uh, affects society in general, um, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I'm really psyched that nerds aren't getting beaten up anymore. And I think Avengers being in theaters probably helps that a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think... The biggest movies being nerd movies has now made everybody. So kind we've of dumbed nerd. it down, but a lot of less nerds are getting wedges. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm we've, down with that. We've okay. invited everybody on the train, so now the train is much shittier, but yeah. there's less violence. Uh, yeah, one. I, I like what it's done, all the incessant reboots. Yeah, even it. if I don't like them. Uh, ten. I think it's horrible. <laughs> it's bad for the art. It's bad for the art. Locked in. Um, how people think, oops, I don't think they care, so, four. Ten-four. Ten-four. Over the top. We did it. We high-fived on a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> did you get that smack? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix that. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to say, uh, as far as how it affects the art, I'm adversely ten, because it takes the pressure off people to actually... Uh, create new content and be creative and uh, like try to push boundaries. Not that people aren't still doing that, but like not on the big scales. You don't you right. Don't, you don't have to anymore. You can just roll with something you've done before. And as far as how it affects society, it's a hard one because there are so many ways to watch what you actually want to watch. Yeah. But it also gives. It, I think it definitely dumbs people down because people don't necessarily need what they want, but like a lot of people want a fucking I don't know, taxi you. taxi driver reboot or something. So just like yeah. So yeah, I'll say seven. Um, I'll go ahead and bring it on home with I think as much as it affects the medium of, of film, it's kind of like music to me, and you know, now that I think about it, since, you know, uh, especially the point about music, that there's so many other avenues you can go to to get film. So with Netflix, like, I find a lot of it, like, most of the movies I watch on Netflix, not to sound like this guy, are in theater releases at all, and they're great, great. And you'll find, you know, <laughs> Adam Sandler's contract aside, um, you know he's producing strictly for Netflix, or not yes. strictly, but like he has. No, it's interesting. Is this question again? Have you seen Hateful Eight? I've heard uh, Ridiculous Six. Ridiculous <laughs> Six. <laughs> How? Why did those two come out? Of the same time? Pick up those two movies. Uh, yes. You get minus two. I have. I haven't seen it, but I've heard that the streaming is like through the roof. Like yeah, it's supposed to be the most popular uh, Netflix original ever. Really? Yeah. Yes. yeah most watched. Take that, Lily Hammer. Yeah. Now I want to know how far. I don't. I want to know like how far, or how they actually gauge that because I've watched the beginning twice. So they're really, so they missed it one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I really hope that doesn't count as a view. With the analytics on that. Um, 
But I, I think it does affect, I mean, we, but it does kind of push, like, the same thing happened in music and video games. Like, once the big studios get so big, like the middle guy, if you either have indie or the big studios, and the middle, you know, like with what happened with video games, like, like five or six years ago, where all those little production studios just fucking tanked because you're either, you know, you're either going to sell an indie game that costs $600,000 to make mm. or a blockbuster that costs a fucking billion dollars or whatever Grand Theft Auto was. Yeah. Mm. But if you're doing like a $25 million production, like there's really no market for that. Yeah. It was sad to see the Banjo-Kazooie guys have to do ukulele on, <laughs> right. on, on Kickstarter. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Can't somebody just give them a game? <laughs> why, why do I have to donate to this? Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, uh, Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> that was a Sony property because Sony kept trying to make characters and it just let's start the next that. podcast. Let's go, let's Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie hour. <laughs> Banjo Kazooie adversely affecting. Oh, Banjo Kazooie won one. <laughs> and now that ukulele coming out, check out my uh, Snapchat for ukulele updates. I, w- I would say the reboots are affecting the industry about seven. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as the societal impact, which I think. Is uh, I'm gonna give that a ten too because it's just people just get used to just eating junk food mm. and don't even try, and that's just sad. Mm. You know, I mean, not that sad because I can watch it. But Travis. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking directly at Travis. I'm sorry. I actually like squatted in front of him, my hands on my knees. It's <laughs> hot. Look at him in the forehead with two fingers. Keep eating all this fast food. <laughs> But yeah, no, I would give it a 10 because I think, uh, like Anthony was saying too, as far as like it takes the pressure off of studios to even cultivate talent or find original ideas because it doesn't matter because I could just give you fucking Garfield the third, mm. you know, <laughs> which not the worst. Come on. What about uh, Beeline Groovy? Shit. Road Chip. How about Bill Murray's weird movie choices when he can do all these like kind of art house stuff and then mm-hmm. it's just like, fuck it, I'll be elephant. Or a, speaking of Netflix, Netflix original thing where I just sing songs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see that, but it sounded like the. And speaking of Miley Cyrus, actually, guys, I found a thing that ties it all together. There we go. Okay, Bring it on. is it is his Christmas special, is Bill Murray's Christmas special. It involves live performances. It involves pop starlet Miley Cyrus. It is available on Netflix streaming. And what was the other thing? Reboots. Yes. It's. Uh, Bill Murray doing another thing. <laughs> yeah. Does that count? Yeah. Oh, and it's the guy from Scrooge reprising his role. Yeah, there you the go. Taxi- Buster Poindexter. Buster Poindexter is in this as well. So that's a reboot on Buster Poindexter. Uh, one one. Buster so Poindexter. we won, right, Billy? Yeah, we did it. All what right. do we get? We did it, guys. What's the at the end of, end of this? Uh, Sandwiches? Yeah, fast food. I am hungry. So let's <laughs> get some fast food. You want to go sandwich now? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do this. All right, appreciate it, guys. You can find Flights on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, Flights Podcast, and YouTube and SoundCloud at The Flights Podcast. Like, subscribe, and share, and then visit our website at theflightcastnetwork.weebly.com to meet the entire Flights family. Thanks for listening.